The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you, for the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. This past Thursday, as we do every year, about five churches, a part of our deanery, gather in one of the churches to celebrate Ascension Day. And we had a wonderful celebration at the Good Shepherd in Acton. Uh, There is... Always, there are always more choir members than there are people in the congregation, however. <laughs> and it's, uh, it reminds us, in a kind of a strange way, this annual observance of the Ascension, one of the major feasts of the church, about how the church has kind of forgotten the importance of Ascension. Uh, it's one of those days, because it falls on a Thursday, that it is more difficult to celebrate. Uh, Christmas, of course, we make time for for a host of reasons, but not Ascension. Ascension is the sixth Thursday after Easter. It's 40 days after Easter. And the reason for that is because it's believed that Jesus was with his disciples, teaching them and uh, preparing them for when he would leave them for a period of 40 days. And then he ascended to the father. And even though uh, we say in the creed every Sunday that we believe in that Jesus ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the father. Every Sunday we say that yet we don't celebrate that major feast day. And it's not just us in this church. Many, many churches. It's the same thing. So often the Sunday following ascension becomes a mini observance, so to speak. Well, we are on that day today. And because of that, I thought that I would speak about why why I think ascension is important in our lives and in the life of the church. I think I want to raise before you especially two things with regard to the ascension. The first is that ascension 
redefines the cosmos. We tend to think of our relationship in terms of our faith with God through Christ as me and Jesus. And I think that's part of what happened with the Protestant Reformation. It became sort of a personal faith emphasis. But the reality is that God is reconciled to all of God's creation. And the ascension is kind of the end of the process. The first part of it is the incarnation. God becoming one of us, honoring creation by being present in creation as a man, walking among other men and women, experiencing the life that they experience, understanding the pains of that life, experiencing the pain of that life. So that's the first part of the reconciliation of creation to God. The second part is when Jesus, in his resurrected body, ascends back to God so that now with God is one who has lived among us, one who knows what it is to be a part of this created order, who knows what it is to be surrounded by the difficulties that we all experience through our life. So the ascension completes the circle, the incarnation, God becoming one with us, the resurrection and the ascension returning to God. And through that, the creation, all of creation, was reconciled to the creator. That's the first thing that I I wanted to lift up before you, because I think so often we tend to think of our faith as being really just a personal thing. This is about all of the cosmos. The second thing is that ascension marks the transfer of responsibility for proclamation of the gospel for the mission of Jesus to be transferred from the person of Jesus in his body, in his hands, as he walked among people, as he preached, as he healed. All of that is transferred now to the body of Christ, which is the church. It is the church now that must carry on the mission of Jesus. And the ascension marks that moment when it is transferred to us. Sometimes I feel that uh, it's a lot to ask of us. I think about my own frailty, about my own limitations, about my own sinfulness. And I think, how is it possible that I could be somehow uh, responsible to carry on the call of, of Jesus upon our lives to proclaim the gospel? But the truth is, it doesn't depend on any one of us. What it depends upon is all of us as the body of Christ. I believe it's only as we are together and work together that we're able to really do the mission that we've been called to. Because all of us have limitations. All of us sin. All of us know our frailties. The other thing that we're promised that's so important is that the the spirit comes among us. The spirit empowers the church, the body of Christ, to be the body of Christ in the world. So I think it's those two things held together that is so important to understand that there's been this great reconciliation between God and God's created order. And that there's been this transfer of responsibility from Jesus to the church, to the body of Christ. Jesus said, as the father sent me, so I send you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. 
You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We have been talking about using that as a model of how we understand how we are as a congregation, what what our mission is, in a sense. First to Jerusalem, the congregation. How do we build up the congregation for mission to be able to go out and do the work of the church, the body of Christ? That's the witness in Jerusalem. And then to Judea and Samaria, those were that was the area that surrounded uh, Jerusalem. That is for us, perhaps Lowell and Boston. And we think of the south end of uh, St. Stephen's and the work that's done by us extended many times through the work of the diocese uh, all around us. And then finally, to all the world, to the end of the earth, the work that's being done in Rwanda with Marinundo School and many other ways that we have reached out beyond this parish through Episcopal Relief and Development. So that's the mission of the body of Christ. We are all called to be witnesses. This uh, Sunday, as it is in many churches and in many communities, this is the time of commencement. I was uh, writing back from uh, confirmation yesterday with Walter Burge, and I was talking about what I was thinking about for the sermon. And he reminded me that uh, graduation in many places is referred to as commencement. And in many ways, what we are going to celebrate today is a commencement. Uh, those who certainly are graduating soon or have graduated, we're going to celebrate those who were confirmed yesterday at an amazing service at Emmanuel Church in Boston. Two hours and 40 minutes, 131 people received and confirmed. <laughs> Uh, everyone's stiff in various places from sitting and sitting and sitting. <laughs> and we're also going to recognize and the commencement of those young people who are uh, being recognized as moving from childhood to adulthood today. So this is a very important time. And yesterday at this amazing commencement service, Bishop Barbara Harris was one of the uh, bishops confirming and uh, Bishop Gail Harris. And I had the privilege of standing beside Bishop Gale uh, while our, uh, the, the youth of our deanery were being confirmed. I had the auspicious task of holding the card with their name on it so that she could see their name. <laughs> but with each one of them, she was seated and they knelt before her. She took their hands in her hands and she looked at their name and she uh, asked them if they understood how important their name was. Many of them named for saints, some of them named for family members, others with good Anglo-Saxon names that showed a lot of strength. And she every time she would bring something to each one of these young people and remind them that they had angels watching over them. They had saints at their side. They had family members who had gone on before in faithfulness. They also had responsibility to be the church, to go out and live as one who knows who Jesus is and who can proclaim Jesus. She said, confirmation is not graduation from Sunday school. <laughs> and she made that point very clear to each one that came to her. I think it's important for those of us who are older, whose uh, big commencements are behind us 
to also realize that the ascension offers us the opportunity to see commencement in our lives every day. I believe every day we are being called anew to step out and proclaim the good news of God in Christ, to proclaim the same proclamation that Jesus brought to those who are on the margins, to those who are most in need of God's love, proclaiming that God loves everyone. God's love is for everyone. That is the task to which we are called. So this day, as we celebrate commencements, let us claim our own commencement to begin to proclaim the good news of God in Christ this day and tomorrow and the day after as well. Amen. Amen.